Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father. This Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now, let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, in all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another the impact God has had on our lives and the impact that He continues to have in our lives, so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Well, good evening. Thank you for joining us for our um, second conference of our, uh, our Holy Week from Jerusalem to Golgotha, where we um, hope to journey with our Lord during his last stretch of life here on earth. Uh, before he um, sacrifices himself um, up on the cross for our sins. So let us just begin with a prayer. And a prayer that I'll pray is just a collect from the Mass this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that though in our weakness we fail, we may be revived through the passion of your only begotten Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, and God forever and ever. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so um, go through the, the readings real quick, and but the focus really on the gospel um, for today. But uh, in the first reading, we heard another suffering servant song um, that I mentioned yesterday um, that, that we hear during Palm Sunday. But today we hear it from Isaiah chapter 42. Um, and I'm going to read through um, the reading, and then I'll point out a few things. Um, how how this so so again? Don't forget that the suffering servant points to Christ, and but of course the people the people, the people at the time of Isaiah didn't know about this Christ, but but now we know that 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 this that this person that they are talking about is indeed um, um, Jesus. So I'm, I'm just going to read it now. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am well pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench. Until he establishes justice on the earth, the coastlands will wait for his teaching. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spreads out the earth with its crops, who gives breath to its people and spirit to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand. I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes of the blind to bring out prisoners from confinement and from the dungeon, those who live in darkness. Reading it in 2021, um, we can see how this really is talking about Jesus, right? 
And I, there are a few bullet points that I put here that I think really um, convinces us, you know, not that God needs to convince us of anything, but, but I thought this would help us see, well, well, why, how can we say that the, the servant mentioned in Isaiah really is Christ? So first, his servant. You know, oftentimes we hear Jesus say, I am, all I do is what the Father has told me, right? And of course, when we heard my chosen one with whom I'm pleased, we remember our Lord's baptism, right? When the Father opens the heavens and says, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. So we can see here already that in 8th century BC, this foreshadowing of, of the moment when our Lord was baptized and the exact words that, that, are, that God would choose to use to, to, uh, to make his son known to the world. Um, and then we see, um, upon whom I have put my spirit, now, this spirit is a spirit of the Lord, which is the Holy Spirit, which we know that part of the Trinity is one, right? So, of course, um, if this person has the same spirit, has the same substance, has the same being, then it must be his only begotten son. And again, now we hear that, that this person does not cry out, does not shout, and does not make his voice heard in the street. It's true, because who, who did that instead? John the Baptist. He was the precursor. I mean, he was the herald. He did all these prep work. And even himself said, I have, you know, someone mightier than me will come after me. And, and all pointing to, all pointing to, um, to Jesus. Um, and then we see um, towards the end of the reading, we, we hear that the Lord through the prophets said, um, I form you and set you as a covenant of the people, a covenant of the people. And what does our Lord say at the Last Supper? He says, take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant. So, he, And whose blood is it? His. So he is the covenant. He is the covenant, the new and, and everlasting covenant. And of course, he is the light of the nations, light for the nations. He always says, I am the light of the world, right? And so here we can see that the suffering servant indeed is Christ, um, that the Lord, even at a time when the people were about to go into exile and during exile, and even afterwards, that the Lord wants to give them hope that their future generations will see this Christ, will see this anointing one, will see this Messiah, right? And God's always true to his words. So that's the first reading. Um, and now we will go to the responsorial psalm, which is very famous. We should know it. Um, we've heard it thousands of times, um, which is Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. You know, this... Um, this psalm is very close to my heart because when I first really heard it and when I first really um, began to study it, I, I, I didn't study it in English. I didn't hear it in English. I heard it in Italian. <laughs> you may wonder, well, how in the world did you listen to it in Italian? It was because I first really began to look into scriptures when I listened to um, 
Hope Sing Jump Paul II's album called Abba Potter. I think it's called Abba Father or Abba Potter. Um, I forget, but but it was a, a collection of of songs and basically it's it's his it's his um his sermons or his speeches or his homilies, but um placed with with uh, music and 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 that's how i heard it you know you know the lord of my life. And, and and it brought me a lot of hope because i think sometimes it's very easy for us to um stay in the darkness and and stay in a state of hopelessness you know and especially during the during these times um of of uncertainty of the, of the pandemic, of um, of of um, the social unrest, the the injustice, and I'm sure um, we you know there's this um, movement now for for um, the um, calling out and protesting the violence against um, Asian Americans, and even here in, in Philadelphia, I know just last week we um, there was a movement, a, a march. From Chinatown to City Hall, and I think back. Um, and yesterday, I was just watching, and I would recommend this to you too. Again, um, it's on Discovery Plus, and um, again, if you don't have it, you can get a free trial for seven days. Um, it's it's the it's a it's a documentary called Francesco. It's a documentary about Pope Francis and about the things that he is so passionate about, and things that we that I didn't know about, like um, the time when he, when he was archbishop and many people thought that he didn't do enough to protect his priest. But, but in fact, he was doing a lot in the background. But, but um, so, so, so that gave me um, a different perspective on Pope Francis because to be honest, for, for some time now, I, I had some reservations against him because of his silence on the church in China. And and stated in Hong Kong because, you know, Hong Kong has been without a bishop, a shepherd for, for over a year and almost two years now. I think, with the passing of Bishop Michael Young, um, um, I think in December of 2019, even I think, and um, and I've always thought that you know why 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 doesn't the Pope speak up? You know, the, the people in China are crying out for their father and. And why isn't he answering? And he said, not, not in regards to the church in China, but it, but he was talking about why sometimes he remains silent is because sometimes if he speaks, it makes things it makes things worse, and the other party with whom he is trying to dialogue will shut down. And and yes, there is some merit and credence to that. And so, and so I, I I'm praying with that, you know that. That um, that our Holy Father continues to be a beacon of hope and light that 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 isn't that comes that, that doesn't come from himself, but that really comes from the light of Christ, because he believes that the Lord is his light and his salvation. But but the question that we that we must ask ourselves today is: Do we do we believe that the Lord is our light and our salvation? Um, and again, I apologize for the noise that my, my dog's barking down there. There's music playing out there, but but uh, um, thank you for hanging in there. 
Um, um, I'm not sure what my dog's walking. Probably there's something out the window. But um, and so, so the Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom should I fear? The Lord is my life refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? Right. If the Lord is with us, who can be against us? Right. If the Lord is my light and my salvation and my life's refuge, what else? Why should I be hopeless? Why, why should I feel afraid? We shouldn't. If we believe that the Lord is really who he says he is. And we need to bring that to prayer. You know, do, do, do I believe the Lord to be all that he said that he is? And if so, does my life and my decisions and my choices and my emotions and and my actions reflect that? And now we finally get to the gospel of the day, um, which um, we read a little bit of, um, on Palm Sunday in the beginning of the Passion Narrative. So now allow me to just read this to you. One second, let me take a sip of my tea real quick. Six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. They gave a dinner for him there, and Martha served while Lazarus was one of those reclining at table with him. Mary took a liter of costly perfumed oil made uh, from genuine aromatic nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and dried them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Then Judas the Iscariot, one of his disciples, and the one who would betray him said, Why was this oil not sold for 300 days wages? And given to the poor. He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and held the money bag and used to steal the contributions. So Jesus said, Leave her alone. Let her keep this for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The large crowd of the Jews found out that he was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And the chief priests plotted to kill Lazarus too, because many of the Jews were turning away and believing in Jesus because of him. Just take a minute to, to meditate on, um, on some words that may have struck you.
And so we have many different characters here. We have Jesus. We have Jesus' best friends, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. His disciples in the background. And we have Judas. And we can see here in this picture here, we can see Mary. We see Jesus. We see his, his disciples. Um, Martha was probably waiting on them, making dinner and, and whatnot. And 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 perhaps this is Judas. Maybe I don't know. I, I I'm not, but but you know Mary. Mary. Now some people people are saying that this Mary this Mary may not have been Mary, um, the sister of Mary and. Um, of the sisters of Lazarus and Martha, but but this in fact could have been Mary Magdalene, just a speculation, you know. And 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 if it's so, it, it makes it's so much more meaning to it, right? If this was if this was Mary Magdalene, who lived a life of, um, of um, promiscuity and licentiousness, who um, went from you know. Um, selling herself out to to now showing this great um, gesture of of love and mercy, you know we're told that that um, in, in regards to I I wasn't sure if, if it's if it's this woman or some other woman that that, that we're told um, she loves much because she's been forgiven much, right. And 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 isn't that so for us too? That when we come to think about how much God has forgiven us, doesn't that make us want to forgive others and want to um, give to others more of ourselves? And and it's it's because of of the mercy that, that we've received that that we've received. And and so this is a this is a beautiful. Um, rendition of of that of this is the the fruit of mercy. The fruit of mercy is that, is that we pour ourselves out to Jesus, to the Lord. We pour ourselves out. We that she took a liter of costly perfume, and Judas tells us that this could be sold for three hundred days worth of wages. Where does she get all this money? Where does she, where does she get all this money from? You know? But whatever she had, she used it on this perfume and she lavishly used it on the Lord. You know? And do we um, give to the Lord our all? Do we pour out to him all that 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 we have now. I'm not saying you should go to church and then give up your, your entire paycheck. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying in your spiritual life, do you give Jesus your all? Or do you hold back and say, well, Lord, I am not going to share it with you right now. Um, do you give him your all? And if you read my reflection, um, if you didn't, um, it's, it's on the website. It's called... Um, judging with jealousy, that that Judas made a good point here, where he says, "Well, why don't you just sell that, sell that, and get money to the, give to the poor?" You know, that that's all fine and good, but Judas wasn't really worrying about the poor; he was worrying about the money, 
because he was a treasurer. He held the money back so he could use it. That's why he cared about the money, you know, and um, and that's what that's what jealousy and greed does to us. It it shifts our focus away from seeing God's mercy and seeing God's love, and to seeing only what um, what benefit I can get. Um, that's and that's what sin does. Sin draws us away. Sin holds us back from lavishly pouring out ourselves to the Lord. And what, and what does Jesus say? Jesus says, "Let leave her alone. Let her do this, because she knew." What was most important? That is to be with our Lord. And there's one more thing before I go to the final part, is that towards the end we hear um, a little part about the chief priest, um, or the um, wanting to to kill Lazarus too. For what reason? What what did Lazarus do to them? Nothing except for. Because many of the Jews were turning away and believing in Jesus because of him. Brothers and sisters, following Christ means that we will be persecuted. Following Christ will mean that when we walk on the streets and we tell people, people that we're Catholic, they may snicker at us. Say, oh, you're that traditional um, people who, who, who don't love gay people, who don't love um, people who... who um, or not Catholic. Oh, you're the ones that, that don't believe in, in divorce and, and you judge people. We will be persecuted. But all those things that they said are not true. We love. We love all those people. We love people with same-sex attraction. We love those who are divorced and remarried. We love them. Because we love them, we want them to know the truth. That who they are they're not defined by their, their sexuality. They're not defined by the fact that they're divorced and remarried. They're defined that they're defined by God's calling them their beloved. And so, yes, we may be hard at times on our beliefs, on our traditions, but it's because we want to draw all people to the truth, just as our Lord did. And said when he said when 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 he is raised up on the cross, he will draw all peoples to himself. And as a church, we will be nailed to the cross. We we, we will be crucified for speaking the truth. But don't be afraid, because when we are lifted up high on that cross, we can draw people to the cross with the Lord. So never be ashamed of your faith. Never be ashamed for knowing Christ. Never be ashamed of your past because your past and your history um, is what brought you to Christ. And um, I'll close this part with a quote that I recently heard from Pope Francis quoting someone that he had heard. He said, there is no saint without a past and no sinner without a future. Very good one. Thank you. Yeah, so... So, so let's remember that, that there is no state, has been no sin without a past and no sinner without a future. And we're called to be saints, but we, but we, but we must also acknowledge that we're sinners because it is only in acknowledging that will we be able to see the, the love 
that can draw us closer to holiness to be with the Lord. So now I will conclude with a quick meditation. And the question that I would like for, all, for us to meditate on is... What vases or vases of perfumed oils do we need to break and pour open before the Lord today? Whatever it is that's in your heart that you feel um, that you can't bring to the Lord. What is it that the Lord is asking you today to break open? No matter how um, heavy, how much, how embarrassing, how shameful, how whatever it is, how... I, he, he wants you to break them open, to be liberated. And so now let's just take two minutes to meditate and to pray and lift our hearts up, meditating on this um, question now. Try this again. One second. I'm going to try to do this one more time. So again, just take two minutes. Um, to, to pray and and to reflect on on what are the things what what are the cisterns the the vases that our Lord is is inviting you to break open and pour out to Him today.
All right. Well, thank you, Lord Jesus, um, for this time, and let us let us conclude with prayer. Heavenly Father, we we thank you for um, for loving us. We thank you for being so patient with us, and we thank you for allowing us to journey with you this um, this holy week. Judas, uh, someone whom you have chose to be by your side. He was unable to see your love and your mercy because he was blinded by his own jealousy, by his own pride. And he was unable to reveal himself to you. But Mary, who, who perhaps lived a life that was very disapproving to the world, came to encounter you, came to know you, and, and has shown you this great gesture of pouring out this perfumed oil upon your feet and even drying it with her own hair. Give us, Lord, that, that humility and that gratitude and that trust that we can bring all things to you and that you will not look at us with shame, but instead you will look at us only with love and mercy. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now let me stop the recording and then we can see if there are any questions. For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.